You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1090. And and what I've learned in business and success is that it's really like 98% attitude and 2% mechanics. You can know the mechanics, but if that fear and doubt hits you and you get all down in the dumps, I mean, that can affect you from moving forward, regardless of how much you know or how much experience you have. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Hello, Rhino Nation. It is me, Brent Bowers, your land man, and I've got a great episode for you today. I've got a gentleman named Gary Jones, and he did a land deal. It was actually an older mobile home on a piece of land, a little over five acres, actually 5.6 acres to be precise. He's going to break down exactly how he found this deal, how he partnered up with his old boss, and then how they did a joint venture to buy this deal fund this deal, list it on the MLS, and ultimately make over $100,000 net profit between the two of them. Let's go ahead and jump right in. I'm excited to share with you. Gary Jones, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing awesome, Brent. How about yourself? Oh, man, really good. Just super stoked to have another Floridian <laughs> on the whole podcast. Uh, you're doing amazing things. You're crushing it and wholesaling. And then what I'm most excited to deep dive today is a land deal that you Actually, it's your first land deal, mm-hmm. uh, what you told me over over Facebook. Uh, and funny story, you asked me about the deal and asked me about joint venturing with you before I could even see the, the message. You came back and told me you already had it sold and made a super, you know, amazing, huge wholesale assignment fee. And I don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet. I don't want to spill the beans on that yet. But I was just blown away. I was like, let's, let's do a podcast, man. Nice. So, you know, let's jump into a little bit. You were telling me right before we hit the record button that uh, you kind of learned a little bit differently than than most people. You had worked for another company for three years as their acquisition manager. I'd like to kind of get into that. Like, you know, how did you start in the wholesaling business and why wholesaling? You know, why wholesaling? You know, back in you know 2017, I really had the desire to you know get into real estate. And again, like I was actually in real estate before that, like I had tried real estate before. Maybe some people can relate to this. But back in 2006, actually was the first time that I got into real estate. And uh, it started off with foreclosures, you know, as a foreclosure consultant, learning how to do short sales. And, you know, I did that successfully, you know, for a year. And I'll never forget, I was probably like 21, you know, was making like 20,000 a month. And I was just like, man, you know, this is awesome. And then if you remember in 2007, 2008, the recession hit and, uh, you know, definitely it was, you know, a crazy time. I stuck it out. I still did deals through that time, but I ended up like a lot of people, I had to go, you know, into back into corporate America just to navigate through the time, but I never wanted to give up on real estate. So, let me back up a little bit. You just breezed over something so just incredible. As a 21-year-old in 2006, you're making $20,000 a month in real estate doing foreclosures. Right, right. Doing the short sales back in the day when 
Yeah, okay. when it was a totally different business back in the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, were you a, a licensed real estate agent? No, I was actually doing it as an investor. Uh, you know, I, a guy taught me how to do it. The funny thing about that and that story is, is that the way I met him is I was working a telemarketing job. And, you know, I, it was a really pivotal point in my life because I just got finished reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And, you know, I was just trying to find my way. I want, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I uh, didn't know how to kind of put it together. And, and I saw the real estate aspect. I was like, man, I got to find out how to get into real estate. Lo and behold, I was working some, you know, hole in the wall telemarketing job. You know, I was, you know, struggling financially at the time. And, you know, that kind of led me to run into a guy that was working in the same building as me that had a foreclosure business. And he was like, hey, you seem like a really sharp guy. You know, I've been watching you around here, how you carry yourself and listening to you. You know, you sound like you'd be good for what I do in real estate. And just quickly, I, I remember I went and met him at his office. He showed me the plan and I was like, hey, I'm ready to do it, man. You know, and I remember my first month. Yeah, like it was like within a month I did my first deal in Hollywood, Florida that made 12 grand. Got my first check off market. Yeah, off market. Yeah. Market in Florida. Right. Right. Hollywood, Florida. I never forget that first deal. You never forget your first deal. So and then it, it just snowballed. It was like in that time, you remember that market wasn't like really inflated in 06. So, I mean, it was, you know, kind of like what it was about six months to a year ago. Uh, and, you know, just making 20 grand a month and just thought, you know, at that age, when you're making that type of money, you really think that you made it. You know? <laughs> Didn't necessarily make a lot of the best decisions, but, you know, I knew that I was you know, in something that I love and that I was excited about, passionate about, and I, and I saw a future with it. Absolutely. Well, let's fast forward to where you're saying that, okay, now you're working as an acquisition manager for a couple of years, and then you're, you're going out on your own. I want to hear about that because a lot of people think, okay, you know, I got to go and, you know, figure this out on my own. Or I think the fastest way is getting, you know, a coach, but I don't hear a lot of people that have actually just start by working for somebody else. I'd like to hear a little bit about that. Absolutely. Well, fast forward 2017, you know, fast forwarding through the recession and working corporate and uh, just having that bug, just never leaving, wanting to do real estate. Cause you know, once you've made money in real estate, once you saw success in real estate, it doesn't leave, you know, and I was like, I got to get back in this. I got to find a way. And, you know, I, I went to the seminars and you know how that whole deal goes where you pay the money yep. and, you know, the, Lots of money. <laughs> then you sit down and then they upgrade you to the three day event. I went through that whole deal. Yeah. And you're taking out credit cards in the back section. Yeah. You know, you get these lines of credit and they're like, before you know it, you're leaving $30,000 in debt. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, fast forward through that, went through that whole deal. And then finally, I actually, there was a friend of mine that I knew from a spiritual mentor that I have that. Uh, I was able to be connected to that was already in the business and that was investing in real estate. And I reached out to him, you know, I reached out to him and just, you know, was finding out what he was doing with his real estate business with fixing, flipping. He, he was wholesaling as well, but he was mostly fixing, flipping. I mean, he was doing at the time about three to five deals, fixing flips a month in the Pinellas County area. And I remember I went out to his office and, you know, just wanted to see how, you know, I could really learn and add value to be able to reach the goal that um, I had of getting into real estate. And he offered me the position of an acquisitions manager, really taught me the ropes 
of, you know, how to basically find the deals. I mean, he paid for marketing as well that came in that I would have to pitch as a salesperson. But, you know, really prospected, learn how to underwrite deals, you know, how to find the correct ARV and just really how to really negotiate with sellers and help solve their problems with acumen to be able to put deals together and get deals done. What do you mean when you say underwrite deals? Underwrite, well, basically what I mean by that is, is basically being able to go and comp deals, you know, to find the value and also too to be able to find out, you know, what the ARV after repair value is on a deal, you know, even find out through going out and looking at the property, how much repairs that it needs and being able to minus that from the after repair value to determine a price that we are going to buy the property for in order to be able to make a profit. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for breaking that down. Cause you never know. Like we have some people just getting started. Uh, so I definitely want to break down those terms after repair value comping, like what are the comparables, right. you know, it's going to be the same size, same, very similar location, like less than a mile away right. uh, within the same amount of time. Right. All right. That's really cool. You learned through experience. This guy took you under his wing uh, and then you stepped out, you took the leap of faith. You stepped out on your own. What did that look like? Yeah. So, you know, after, you know, working for that company for three and a half years, doing 200 plus deals, you know, just the light went off in my head that, hey, you know, this is as far as I'm going to go with this in terms of upside and compensation, because over those years, I did get upgraded in compensation. But when it came time to where I was really creating like massive value where every deal was making $100,000 plus. I was like, hey, well, you know, can I negotiate my acquisition fee up to this? And, you know, it hit that ceiling and, and there was nothing wrong with that. I mean, that was just business. It didn't make sense for the guy I was working with at the time, but, you know, I totally respected him. And ultimately we came to an agreement where I did like a 60 day you know, exit, you know, doing things the right way, you know, getting somebody else prepared for the position. And ultimately, I began preparing myself to step out with what I had learned. And the way that I did that, Brent, is actually by, you know, watching podcasts, you know, like yourself and Wholesale Link and, and Brent Daniels and, you know, just and even some other guys you may know, too, and just really, you know, engulfing myself in the information. I, I pretty much knew how to do the business, but I more so needed it for, you know, the mindset piece that keep that positive mental attitude, to keep that inspiration, to keep that motivation to to move forward. Because a lot of times, and, and what I've learned in business and success is that it's really like 98% attitude and 2% mechanics. You can know the mechanics, but if that fear and doubt hits you and you get all down in the dumps, I mean, that can affect you from moving forward, regardless of how much you know or how much experience you have. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like as entrepreneurs, as business people, a lot of times it's very lonely. Uh, that's why we have to surround ourselves with other entrepreneurs, join masterminds, join coaching courses. That's why I love Wholesaling Inc. so much because I get to hang out with other other coaches that also have real estate businesses and we go through the same thing. So, But uh, the thing is, is how quickly can you get back out of that mindset that you need to change your state, go for a walk, go for a run, hit the gym, little things like that. So I appreciate you bringing that up because that's that's something that can creep in on all business owners. Well, I'd love to kind of deep dive and break down the success that you've had on your first land deal. I know that you are a TTP alumni. You're crushing it with the wholesaling. I, I think we kind of got to know each other from the uh, 
the live show, the progress, not perfection show that Brent Daniels does every single week. But I'd love to break down that land deal that uh, you just completed. I guess let's start. Sure. How the heck did you find that? thing? Sure. Well, you know, this deal, this land deal that I found. And the funny thing was, is that I wasn't necessarily like I, I was trying to get into land, but I didn't necessarily target that deal with my marketing for it to be a land deal to come in because it was through a Facebook ad. So, really? so yeah, I, I, you know, I actually had signed up for this digital marketing agency and, you know, they do Facebook ads and also management. There's many out there, you know, but I signed up for the digital agency and they did Facebook ads for me, for my company. And, you know, they were sending the ads out. And what happened is, is that, you know, a motivated seller actually filled out the form or the survey that came directly to me in my inbox, in my CRM. And, you know, I reached out to the seller and, and began. All right. There's another acronym. What's a CRM? That's right. That's a contact <laughs> relation. It's, it's contact relation management. It's contact relationship management. Okay. And it, what it does is, is that whenever, you know, you input, you know, a prospect or a seller into that system, you can be able to keep up with that seller, even be able to follow up with them properly and it just basically organizes your prospects and your contacts and helps you be able to keep things in order, you know, with your wholesaling business and your contacts. So I love yeah. it. Appreciate you breaking that down. What CRM do you use? I get asked all the time, what's the best CRM? Right. There's many out there. I mean, I used one that that company specifically made. Uh, it was like a, like a generic CRM. <laughs> I don't even honestly remember the name of it, but uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. And, you know, with that lead that came in, uh, that was actually in Mayanka City, Florida. So that's right there in Sarasota. And I remember when that lead came in, I called the guy immediately because, you know, you got to call these leads like in real time when they come in. Seconds. Yeah. Not minutes. <laughs> seconds. Not minutes. Immediately. What does that mean? That means the second that lead comes in, I want you to copy it and paste it into your iPhone or whatever you use and call it immediately. Right. Right. Absolutely. So I did that. And I began to talk with this gentleman, you know, elderly gentleman, about 65. And uh, his situation was, is that he had a mobile home on a 5.6 acre piece of land. And, you know, the piece of land actually was zoned for residential, but, you know, he had put a mobile home on it 20 years ago. And his situation was that he was in pre-foreclosure, which I had had experience before with in the past, you know, so in a way it's like I was prepared for this type of lead. But ultimately, he still had equity in the deal. Like he still had equity in this in this deal. But his thing was, is that, you know, he just he needed cash because, again, he wasn't working. I think he had had something happen with his foot and he was in in a situation where he was disabled and he just needed to cash out and be able to buy something outright, a smaller mobile home for like fifty thousand dollars. And just really stop the foreclosure and just move on to the next phase of life, you know, where he didn't have to really yeah. work. Now, was the mobile home still on the land? It was. It was. And he was living in that mobile home with his daughter. So with that, you know, I was able to talk with him and actually find out what it was that he needed in terms of a price, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because ultimately he owed like 100000 on the mortgage. And, you know, ultimately we ended up you know, agreeing to a price of 170000 uh, as a purchase price for me to buy, for him to be able to take care of his financial situation, buy something outright, have a little bit of money left over afterwards and just kind of start over, maybe do something part-time for work. 
And I mean, ultimately, in underwriting that deal, what I discovered, because the thing, thing is, is like I actually in real time, you know, signed this guy through DocuSign over the phone, you know, and so you sent him a, a purchase, purchase contract. Agreement? Yeah, I sent him a purchase over co- over DocuSign and he was just able to just yeah, sign it, with just, just sign it, just sign it with, with the phone. I, and the thing is, I didn't even had a chance to really underwrite the deal thoroughly yet, but I knew that because of the area that, you know, $170,000 for 5.6 acres, you know, had to be a deal. Like it being yeah, close to Sarasota, absolutely. you know, be in that in that area. So what I ended up finding out was that, you know, in looking at that, that there was actually five to six acre parcels, you know, selling upwards of $300,000. And that was without a home on it, without, without a mobile, mobile home right? on it. Correct. Now, this mo- right now, this mobile home, you know, it was pretty beat up. Like when I went out to go look at it, I mean, it was a teardown, basically. It was in pretty bad shape. I mean, the only good thing about it was the roof that was done a few years earlier in the AC that, you know, kind of keeping it together, but everything else just had to be redone to the mobile home. But uh, ultimately, you know, I worked out a deal where I was really able to help the guy out because again, with his situation, he couldn't just move out right away. So I ended up, you know, being able to close on the property with private funding, get this from the guy that you know, I was working for before that I left. He actually, you know, we kept a good relationship. And because, you know, it was such a great deal, he actually provided me with funding for that deal and a, and a joint venture agreement where I got 75%, he got 25%, which is pretty good, which go. is pretty- Never burn your brain. Exactly. You exactly. <laughs> and I was able to close on that deal. I was able to give the seller what's called a post-occupancy agreement where they can stay in the property after closing. And I actually ended up, it was only supposed to be for 30 days, but I ended up letting the guy stay on the property for 60 days. It cost me a little bit more money because, you know, with with the rate, you know, the interest and the deferred interest, you know, but ultimately I was able to help the guy out. Um, He was able to move within 60 days, you know, get his money, get his his life and his situation situated. And ultimately, you know, it solved his problem and uh, ended up, you know, taking the property. And again, he, he left a lot of stuff on the property which again was kind of expected because again, I mean, over 20 something years, I mean, you're talking, what do you call them? Four wheelers, furniture, pool tables, all that stuff. But I basically just, you know, hired a guy to come and move that stuff off the property. Uh, It only cost a couple thousand dollars and, and just got it, you know, clear and vacant. And what I did from there, Brent, is I actually had the property listed on the MLS, uh, after that. So the property was listed on the MLS and, you know, we listed it. Initially for about three twenty four nine, and we kind of ran into a little bit of issues with that deal because of the mistake with the title company. We had to do what's called like a, a Shriners agreement to kind of fix the mistake that they made with the name of the seller on the deed. But you know, I had a buyer lined up at about three ten at first, but you know, their attorney looked at that, and we ended up finding out we had to go back and do a Shriners agreement on it. But ultimately, I ended up getting a contract after that for, I believe it was $275,000. About three months later, I got a contract for $275,000 and uh, ended up closing that deal. And after it was all said and done, the gross profit on it was about $105,000. And I ended up netting about sixty-five, you know, with per the JV agreement when it was all said and done. $65,000 net profit. And how long did it take you from, 
you know, the time you first spoke to this gentleman on the phone, this motivated Facebook lead mm-hmm. to the time you, you got that $65,000 net profit in your bank. It took about three months, three months, three months. Here you go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, victory bell. guard your ears for anybody listening to this with headphones. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> My man. Yep. You know, I love how you broke it down. So you purchased this, this property. Uh, with the help of the person that you worked with for several years, you know, building his business. When you left that business, you kind of did a 60-day exit plan. You left on good terms. Ultimately, he made money from one of your deals that you're marketing that you found. It sounds like you helped this seller. He's moved on now. He's got his own, another right. place that's smaller, more affordable, hopefully a little better shape right. too. Yeah. I mean, it's totally a win-win-win for everybody. I love the fact that you just you just kept moving forward with this. And, you know, you kind of had a little bit of a hiccup back in 2007, 2008. I mean, we all did. I started in 2007. I was a little bit further behind you starting, uh, but I kind of started like the day it was teeter-tottering. And you went to work with corporate America, but that entrepreneur bug or that real estate itch never went away. And you're out here doing amazing things, buying mobile homes with land. And I think so many people look past these these land deals. So it's so great to have met you. And thanks for sharing this podcast and for, for being a go-giver. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking to get into wholesaling and you want to do what Gary's doing, you want to be a rhino, I want you to head on over to wholesalinginc.com forward slash land, sign up for a call, fill out the application, join the community and God bless. We'll talk soon. All right. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.